All right, all right, you sons of bitches. Uh, tonight's brew is from the Ila Morada Beer Company. Sorry, Lottie. She wanted to be on the show <laughs> right. to do these. Uh, I forgot that she wanted it's to be just, it's, it, it was a little too short notice, yeah. uh, but we'll get you on the next one. Next time you go to Key West and bring back beer, we'll get you on that one. Yeah. So yeah, Lottie went down to Key West and she got some stuff that was straight from their brewing companies down there. Or I don't know if it was Key West specifically, but she was in the Keys. Yeah. Somewhere in the Keys. Ila Morada, maybe. Mm. I don't know the Keys. So if I sound ignorant, you know, fuck you. This is an IPA. It is called the Channel Marker. It is a session. 5.18%. I've never, I've never seen them I have that. never seen that uh myself all right you guys ready here comes the cold read have you ever heard of an island in the florida keys called ila morada yes clear blue waters ocean breeze and a bright yellow sun make up an entire day on our island on land you follow our mile markers in the ocean channel markers navigate you through paradise Whether you're navigating through the mangroves on the bayside or fishing through that elusive... Fuck! (laughs) Damn it! Do it over! Fucked it up. I'll rewind back a little bit. On land, you follow our mile markers, but in the ocean, channel markers navigate you through paradise. Whether you're navigating through the mangroves on the bayside or fishing for that elusive mahi, you can always trust these channel markers to guide you back towards the Purple Island. Yeah, that was good. Uh, has nothing to do with the beer. No, no. <laughs> literally ex- explaining what a channel marker is. That's that's copy for the entire brewery. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's get into this and let's have a good time. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, this mm-hmm. is the One Baron Podcast. silent my phone is on silent yeah good because mine wasn't this is the one baron podcast the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us my name is marco dupa with me as always the great the powerful adam obesius rodriguez what's going down brewskis this is channel i mean channel fuck this is uh, (laughs) a this is episode 229 we're glad you guys can join us. As always, um, if you're listening, if you're a new listener, or even if you're an old listener and you haven't yet already done so, please, wherever you listen to podcasts, just throw us a like, a share, a subscribe, a vote, a rating, so on. A hug. And so forth. A kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, comforting words of encouragement. Um, you know, you can criticize this, but please do it gently. We're very gentle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you look so 
beat down by the world. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, part of the creative process, of, as we've mentioned on this podcast before, is <laughs> is being told you suck sometimes, and yeah, that was my experience at work today. So, just getting flat out saying no. Well, I don't it, like this. It's funny because I, I I wrote this as a tweet. Essentially, I don't think you can really call yourself a writer until you get criticism that starts with this isn't good <laughs> you know just sucks the soul right well, out is, of you. i mean that's literally how it started like there was no hey man like it no, it, it wasn't like a, a compliment sandwich it was just oh, no, like no 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 the, the shit was on top uh, it was it was literally you know hey i uh, i spent this morning going through your copy and you know frankly it's just not good damn and i went well hello then <laughs> Guess I don't need coffee for the rest of the day. I'll just be fueled on rage. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. I mean, what what didn't he like about it? I mean, you don't have to get into specifics, obviously, yeah. but like uh, something that you can generalize. Well, I, I guess he just he. It's something that has to do with storytelling. Uh-huh. So I feel like he didn't he didn't feel like I did enough to make us care about the story being told. Mm. I disagree, but. It just it, it sucks because it, it's one of those things where you know you you actually try on something like if I if I bullshitted this and I I sent it in he sent that to me I'd be like oh yeah I deserve that yeah that's fair but I tried yeah and when you try and you fail yeah it sucks yeah that hurts yeah that hurts right do you consider yourself a good storyteller as far as your I, writing is concerned before this morning <laughs> bitch I thought. <laughs> Apparently oh, not. Man, that is that's soul crushing. Mm-hmm. That is soul crushing. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure he didn't mean it as harshly as it came out, but of course not. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that. But you, you know, just, he's got to be direct. Of course, you know, he he, he can't waste time sparing your feelings. He's right. got a job to do. Exactly, it's a it's a job. Uh, it's it's not like I sent it to him and said, "Hey, you mind giving me your opinion on this?" Yeah, it, it's 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 a job. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get it. It's just it's a. Big old hard pill to swallow. Yeah, and, I mean, so uh, what do you do to improve that? Well, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. I mean, he gave me some constructive criticism and said, you know, it need we need to care more about these people, and um, you know, I feel like you just kind of carried over because I, I it was based on it's based on a real thing that's based on an interview that I I didn't I wasn't there for. Yeah. So I had to read a transcription for something, which maybe something got lost in the translation there. But he essentially just wants me to to take more of a uh, documentarian approach to it, he said. Mm. So, I mean, I'll try to dig deeper, I guess, and figure out how to make people care. Because <laughs> apparently they don't care about how it is right now. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I hate to speak in generalities, but obviously I can't tell you exactly what, what it was. Right. But. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, what do you, I guess, I guess to people who are listening, who are writers themselves, what advice would you give them on kind of taking something like this in stride? Ooh, I could use some of that myself. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to be bigger than the audience. I know, I know. We're definitely bigger than them. Yeah. Have you seen my pants? But yeah, the majority of them, we are bigger than them. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, really, it's just, it's something I don't think you can ever get good at taking on the chin. 
Yeah. It's just something that you 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 learn to accept. I guess this is advice to yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's it's something that honestly, if I were to, to would if I would have gotten this right after college, I probably would have cried. <laughs> you know, I probably would have thrown my hands up in the air and walked out of the office. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this isn't the first time I've gotten criticism that harsh. Yeah. Whether it be from a, a manager or from the client themselves. Uh, so, you know, it's nothing new, but it doesn't hurt any less. Has there ever been a time where you felt like you didn't rise to the occasion after receiving the, the criticism? Yeah. I mean, very early on, uh, that's how I would take it. I would take it personally. And, you know, they they always taught me in school, like, you can't be precious about your your work. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it, you know, it goes out to people who criticize it. That's what happens to it. Yeah. Um, but that that's uh, that's good to know logically, but it doesn't help you accept it anymore emotionally. Yeah. You know, you never really get over that <clears throat> twinge of, well, I mean, I tried. What do you want? Right. Yeah. You know? No. You 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 can't get over it. But I mean, as far as uh, hey, you come here. As far as um, when you take the criticism, come here. Leave your dog alone. When you when you take the criticism, uh, and then and then move forward with it, do you mm-hmm. feel like, like in the long run, that you do improve on it? That you do, you you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, is it is it easier to take? Like, not that it. I mean, I don't think. I I think even when you have tough skin or thick skin, like criticism is criticism. Like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hurt. Right. It's going to hurt. Um, that was disgusting. <laughs> I wonder if the mic picked that up. Um, Dog just burped. But you, I mean, you, you, you learn to deal with it. You learn mm-hmm. to take it in stride, as I said. But right. like, I'm, I'm saying after you got the criticism, right. even though it hurts, mm-hmm. do you feel like you always, is? has there ever been a moment where, even after the criticism, you came back, you rewrote something, and it was still trash. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you always, after you take that and improve on it, you come back with something that works? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I feel like what you have to do in my position, if you get that kind of criticism, is not channel it into anger and frustration. Yeah. Because if you do that, then you're going to stop trying. And yeah. when you stop trying, it's it's going to be obvious. You're going to redo it, waste a bunch of time, turn it in, and it's still going to be crap. Yeah. Because you don't really care anymore. You're focused on how your feelings were hurt. And if you're doing this for a profession, you can't afford to do that. So, I mean, for me, I yeah, I was pissed off for a while, and I'm still, like, crestfallen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know I have a job to do. So instead of just being mad about it, I'm going to take the criticism and try to f- use that to fuel uh, hopefully something better. Yeah. And maybe it's not even maybe it's not even better per se, but it's it's more right for whatever my manager's looking for. Right. You know, or what the client's looking for. Right. Do you feel like you've ever failed at that even after yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably to do with the fact that I didn't take it correctly. Yeah. I took it and just got angry 
and couldn't focus on the task at hand anymore because I was so upset that I was criticized so harshly. Yeah. It becomes instead of like, okay, let me try to figure this out to fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Right. You know, if you don't think I'm good, do it yourself. That can easily be uh, switched into that gear. What of, about now, though? No. Now now I'm able to to channel it correctly and hopefully be productive with it. Yeah. Doesn't mean it feels good. And I, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, it, it always shakes your, uh, confidence a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that can be improved with time and success, but yeah, I mean, it, it still sucks when you, you feel like you're a creative person and then you try to be creative and it falls flat on its face. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, what else can I do but try again? <laughs> I guess. Well, don't sound so defeated before it's even over. Mm-hmm. You're still in the fight, man. Yeah, this trying. is the this is the round two. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many chances do you get at this? Two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say this is more round ten. Yeah. Yeah. In a twelve round bout. Right. Where you've got you've got some opportunities to to. To come back, right. stick it to him. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, uh, after getting over the initial frustration, I feel like I, I've already started on this thing again, mm-hmm. and I feel renewed in it. I feel like I have more uh, license to be even more creative than I was the first time through. Yeah. This is my first time doing the type of content that it is. Mm. So I think I was a little apprehensive and a little too careful. Yeah. So maybe that's what he was reading as being, you know, not as... Uh, uh, narratively interesting hmm. as he was looking for yeah so and we'll see we'll swing for the fences and you know that's what it's all about see what happens yeah well if if you fail again we have enough beer at the house now okay that's good <laughs> that's good yeah 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 well yeah. speaking of work i heard you uh start ubering yeah yeah i uh now is it just Uber or is it Uber Eats as well? I'm I've been trying to figure out how to do both. Mm. I signed up for both, but for some reason, like there's not the I, I I just haven't figured it out yet. So obviously, has to be super easy yeah. to just click into the Uber Eats section of it. Right. I just need to figure it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, it was my first. Today was my first day actually doing it because mm. I signed up a little while ago, but yeah. I was still working um, at the restaurant that I was working at. Uh, spoiler alert, don't work there anymore. <laughs> so who would have guessed after that tirade you went on, that monologue about how much you hate doing work? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, by the way, I got a lot of texts of support. Okay. Not a lot. I got a few <laughs> texts of support uh-huh. in, in that idea of, you know, not... Not the idea that it's lazy, but that it's like not doing things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what you want. Yeah. And you know what you don't want. Right. And so a pr- thank you to the people who texted me and messaged me about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not just, I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's, I still, I still have this romantic idea about being a, being a cook, being a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... I think that the idea is too romantic and I think that I'm basically in la la land with it. Like I'm going to be working somewhere that is completely satisfying right. without, you know, putting in 
the work mm -hmm. that it takes to get there. Not to say that I'm adverse to putting in that work, but I think the path that I was on wasn't the right path. Okay. So, um, you know, that's just something that's going to kind of be put on the, uh, the back burner ah, for a little bit. <laughs> get it. So, uh, in the meantime, just trying to, to have a little bit more control over my life and mm -hmm. my schedule, right. started to Uber a little bit just to kind of see, uh, the, the limit or the 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 potential of it, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. So I've read all these articles about it, and you know, I've 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 heard what people say about it, and I've talked to friends who do it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got a pretty good knowledge base of it now. So anybody who you know, uh, anybody who who has done it, feel free to share your experiences. Yeah, driving maybe some tips. Yeah, some tips don'ts. and tricks, definitely. Especially especially if you live in the central florida area yeah because that would be really helpful on how to like best maneuver it i mean obviously there's a bunch of articles about you know how best to do it and whatnot so mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was really interesting man uh i only drove for a little bit and just the 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 wide array of human beings that were in my car in yeah. like a four-hour stint mm -hmm. kind of amazing yeah. Kind of amazing. Sorority girls, mm -hmm. old white businessman, uh, uh, college girl, mm -hmm. like like freshman college girl, right. uh, just regular people. <laughs> like it, it's just like it's just really it's interesting. Like a lot of the articles that I read about driving for Uber or Lyft or whatever, mm -hmm. the first thing that they say is like you got to be a people person because yeah. you're gonna have so many people in your car, and you know you have to be able to. You have to be able to read people a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not a little bit, a lot. Right. You know, somebody jumps in your car and they don't feel like talking to you. You can't be, you know, talking their ear right. off, trying to get to know them right, and shit. Right, and they're right. just like, dude, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to figure that out. But um, so I, th I think I think I'm I think I'm pretty good at that. I think I'm pretty good at at reading situations, reading reading the scene, and and you know. Basically knowing my audience, like, right. are they going to go for this joke? Are they going to go for this conversation? Right. Should I even say anything? Shit yeah. like that. So I think, it, you know, I put those skills to the test. Yeah. yeah. Also, with that thing that you sent me on Facebook, mm. I think I'm, I'm going to go in for that audition for that. Mm, yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, uh, Obi basic, he sent me a, uh, this thing to, like, host karaoke nights and trivia nights mm -hmm. and shit like that. And I've, I kind of always wanted to do it. Yeah. So if Wait, I get an you? opportunity to do it, yeah. you like to talk. So that'll be fun. That'll right. be fun. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I saw cool. a lot of people like commenting on it. So mm -hmm. was, I don't know. We'll see how stiff the competition is. Yeah. You never but. know. Three hat in the ring. Now I do have to ask with your, your very first, uh, Uber. Mm -hmm. Did you say <laughs> you're my first Uber? <laughs> I did tell the girl that. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I did. You I have did. to, you have to, well, you know, what's funny. I told that, I told the girl that, and then, you know, that, that prompted a conversation that lasted literally the entire drive. Mm. And uh, I, I, I learned so much about this, this <laughs> girl just to mean she was a fucking talker, which yeah. I don't have a problem with. It right. was, you know, it was nice. Um, and she was my first ride and she had literally been here in Florida for mm. eight days. Wow. Yeah. So she was like, it was, 
I, you know, it was one of my first times taking an Uber. So I was like, <laughs> ah, it's a first for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then we had sloppy. No, All right. Stop it. <laughs> no, no, it was sloppy Joe's. Everybody. Sloppy. We had sl- I made her, I have them in a cooler right. in my trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have her in a cooler in your trunk? Well, not all of her. Ugh. Enough of her to make sloppy jokes. Right, let's go. Let's <laughs> get out of here. Let's call an Uber out of this conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how long, obviously, how long I do it. it, it it's obviously something that's just going to get me to the next step. It's not like I'm, I'm not going to be like a career Uber driver. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll cool. See. Mm-hmm. Get some Lysol for the back of your car. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Um, that was one of the thing that that one, a lot of the articles that I read. They're like, got to keep your car clean. Mm-hmm. It becomes like almost a nuisance. Like how often you have to clean your car. Yeah. I'm like, just vacuum the fucking car. <laughs> like it's it's really not. Yeah. I mean, you should just keep your car clean. Right. You know, like but. Totally. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, how often. I mean, most people, if they're taking care of their car, they're washing it once a week. You vacuum it out, give it a good wipe down on, yeah. on like, you know, Saturday or Sunday. You, got, you right. got a little bit of time in the morning. You just wash your car. Like yeah. most people who are keeping ca- taking care of their shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's me. All right. Mm-hmm. That's most people. I know it yep. is. I know it mm-hmm. is. What do you have in your backseat right now? Do you even know? Slo- you might have body parts back sloppy there. Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe's <laughs> in a cooler. In a cooler. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of little little things. One of the things I read was like you know if you have a trip that's a little bit further, like if you have to make a U turn and kind of go out of your way, mm-hmm. it's probably not worth it. Yeah. Um, don't drive around a lot. You know, mm-hmm. go into a hot spot area and just kind of wait. Stay. Yeah. Yeah. Just little shit like that. Makes sense. Know how to avoid traffic. Yeah. Know where the heavy traffic is. That was bullshit. Mm-hmm. I had to drop somebody off on university like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeesh. Dude. Yeah. Fucking nightmare. I mean, I can only imagine how hard it is to get people to like events downtown or to pick them up after, you know, like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like trying to get into downtown when all the roads are closed and like they're drunk off their ass and they're trying to tell you, meet me here. And you can't. Right. I, that's yeah. not for me. I get anxiety just thinking about that. <laughs> See, m- my thing is, especially with downtown, as long as I don't have to find parking, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. If I if I can just wait outside of somewhere and just right. and you know somebody pulls up and they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm an Uber driver waiting." Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Just leave me alone. But finding parking drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand that shit. No. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. Stop. Hey, enough. <laughs> enough. Both look at me like, (laughs) who do you think you are? So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that, man. We'll see. We'll see. Good luck. Yeah. Don't get stabbed. Yeah, my dad told me I have to get my concealed weapons license now, and I have my. I got my little. Got my little hitter right here. Oh, nice. Keep it on me. I don't know if you can hear that. (laughs) That's right. It's cute. Keep my little. Give him a little thang thang on mm-hmm. me. I yeah. might put the jungle knife in the car too. You should. Yeah, I'm gonna put the the big jammy in there. Yeah. Put on the dashboard so people know. Like yeah. I'm not fucking around. No. Got to have, have it in my visor as soon as somebody's <laughs> yeah. like, "Give me your fucking," and I just and it just falls into my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually got this when I was doing my other driving job, mm. and uh, I couldn't get a box open, 
And I was like, look, man, I don't have anything to fucking open. And he's like, wait, wait right here. And he came out and he just gave me this. <laughs> I was like, how many bodies you got on this, man? <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. And I talked to Eddie about, uh, you know, a gun that he may be able to sell to me. Nice. So. Yeah. Well, we live in Florida, so that should be pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's got a whole collection of them. Right. Yeah. He definitely exercises his Second Amendment rights. <laughs> his First Amendment his first, rights, too. Well, his First Amendment <laughs> rights, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he exercises both. Right. Speaking of exercising First Amendment rights, uh, the great, the powerful, the legendary Dave Chappelle is back. David Chappelle. With a new stand-up special. Which I wasn't even ready for this one. It just came out. Yeah. Well, I, I saw the trailer uh, maybe a week ago. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah. Because normally when you see a trailer, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, friends will know of, of trailer trash fame. That's right. Um, we watch many trailers. That's so right. So most of the time when you see a trailer, the, the movie or whatever it is, it's six months out. It's a ways away. Yeah. So I, I saw that and filed it away for later. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll check that out at some point. Let me forget about it so I don't have to wait that long yeah you know and suddenly it's here yeah once i and vice doesn't want you to watch it (laughs) we'll get to that in a second (laughs) once i watched it Uh uh-huh then it played the trailer after i was done with it Mm. and i realized i had seen i had seen a clip of that trailer Mm -hmm. but i didn't watch it because i didn't want any jokes revealed to Ah. me so i realized like oh there was a trailer for it it didn't just come out of nowhere yeah but I ignored the trailer because yeah. a lot of the a lot of stand up special trailers they 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 do that they'll give you like a they'll give it's you like a, a clip show yeah just just a smidge to get you interested and it's right. like if it's somebody I've never heard of then I'll I'll watch that to see if if their uh, comedy aligns with you know what I'm interested in mm-hmm. but if it's somebody that I'm a fan like I don't need to see a clip show of like Bert or Tom Segura or right. fucking you know what I'm saying you're already in Bill Burr you know yeah. Bill Burr is his his uh, new special. Is coming out next month or the month after. It's called Paper Tiger. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Bill Burr, that comes out. I watch that immediately. Right, John Mulaney. I watch that immediately. I don't yes. need a clip of yeah. it. You're already a fan. You don't need to be talked into it. Right, uh, and I definitely don't need Vice to talk me out <laughs> of it. That's the last thing I fucking need. Why Dude, you shouldn't what? watch? Do you Dave Chappelle's Do you follow Vice on Instagram? Of course I do. What happened to Vice, dude? <laughs> Know. What happened to them? I don't know. weren't they like weren't they bought out not too long ago? I feel like they the ownership changed. You know, I don't know. And if that is the case, then that maybe be able to explain what happened to Vice. Yeah. If you've listened to this podcast, then you will know where our political leanings are. Very left, okay. Very progressive. Most not not far left. Yeah, I I, not, I feel like we're pretty moderate in certain circumstances, but. You know, especially having to do with um, uh, progressive movements, equal so, rights. Yeah, well, like social movements. Social, yeah, very socially uh, progressive and left. Yeah. You know. Uh, I guess economically, fiscally, I mean, we're capitalists. Yeah, fiscally, uh, you know, uh, hit or miss. Yeah. I guess, I, I it's, mean, well, that's why I say not far left. I think far left, they're, they're espousing socialism and things like that. Right. Uh, I, I wouldn't consider myself a socialist. I would no. consider myself very uh, a capitalist, very down with <laughs> that system. Uh-huh. You know, I make money, make money, money, take money, money, what? Okay. So, but I, 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 I would, 
concerning his special, mm-hmm. we would be very far left socially with 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 the subjects that he speaks on. Yes, with what he's getting in trouble with. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. So, Vice says not to watch Chappelle's special, and then and then I saw later on that uh, BuzzFeed also has an article mm-hmm. uh, saying not to watch his special. Right. Before we get into the special, I want to go back to Vice for a second. I miss Vice. I miss mm-hmm. I miss what they used to be about. Mm-hmm. Vice used to be this badass, like in the dirt, in Real the trenches. Shit. Yeah, like this is the shit Uncut. that fucking CNN's not showing you. Right. This is this is what's going on in the real fucking the world, na- man. In the name itself, right? Vice, Vice. Dangerous. That was that was the shit, man. Right. When Vice came out, I was like, "Holy fuck! This is this is the kind of news that I want to fucking pay attention to. Yeah. These are the dudes that I want to pay attention to. They're talking about real shit. This motherfucker is he's in he's sitting in a caravan. <laughs> the fucking bombs are going <laughs> this off guy around is in him. Syria. <laughs> yeah, man, that was the shit. Right. And I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a change in ownership. Could be. But the past couple years, they've just gotten more and more. Just annoying mm-hmm. and and like high prissy and <laughs> like yeah all, all they do is just talk about weed that's all it is. all it is they're they're your annoying pothead friend yeah that's like just super progressive mm-hmm. to the point where it's like look dude we get it but like no like all they do all of their articles are just. Oh, you liked Reservoir Dogs? Well, Reservoir Dogs actually kind of sucks, <laughs> right. and here's why. Ten reasons why Reservoir Dogs actually sucks. <laughs> it, it's just so contrarian. And yeah, all that, I mean, that's that's their MO. They are they are the news equivalent of Pitchfork. Yeah. It's just, we, we are contrarian to be hipsters. And, and, and it's like, it's every, there's no reprieve from it now. Every article that they post. Dude, I saw this article the other day, and it was like, Joe Biden says uh, it would be an insult to my dead son for mm-hmm. everyone to have health care. Mm-hmm. Now that's a pretty controversial yeah. headline. That's a pretty that's that's right. That's a lightning rod, right? Yeah. Well, if you actually read the article and look at what he says, he doesn't say that. What does he say? Not even close to that. <laughs> he says that. He doesn't want to start from scratch with health care. He mm-hmm. wants to build on what we already have, right. i.e. Obamacare. Right. And he wants to make Obamacare better if he were president. Uh-huh. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And they took that. That's not what you get from the headline at all. They What they did was they read into what he said and and put basically put words in his mouth because they were like, yeah. oh, he doesn't want to start over. That means he doesn't support health care for all right. because that's what everybody else wants to do. They mm-hmm. want to tear down the uh, the institutions that we have currently and create a new system. Right. And he doesn't want to do that. So obviously he doesn't believe in Medicare yeah. for all. Therefore, vis-a-vis. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> so... <clears throat> If you if you haven't if you don't follow Vice, I suggest you go on there and just kind of take a take a gander at all of their articles. These are the people who are telling you that you shouldn't watch Chappelle. You should skip his his special altogether mm-hmm. because he can't get past the trans jokes and the victim blaming mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that's that's where we are with that. Right. David Chappelle is anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ. 
uh, and racist. a victim blamer, racist and 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 pro rape apparently. Yes. So yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> Comedy. It, 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 it's amazing that somebody could sit down and watch that entire special and the twenty minute epilogue at the end mm-hmm. and come away with that going. He's a hateful son of a bitch. Right. How come like and I went on I went on Twitter and I looked up I looked up his name just to see what people were saying about the it. The author? No, 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 Dave Chappelle. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see what was like uh what was buzzing. Based, yeah. Right. And most people are like it's a genius. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking genius. It's a masterpiece, one of his best specials. I saw actually I, I you know cuz I I'm a glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. I decided to check out the comment section of that post on social media oh yeah and uh some of the top ones actually <laughs> said that there's this this um conspiracy theory going around that vice was paid by netflix to say these bad things uh. to stir up controversy uh. so that you get the that uh that opposite effect right. of well, reverse I psychology, to, reverse psychology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I have to see it now that they're yeah. saying I shouldn't see. Well, it. everybody, that's what everybody said. Well, <laughs> it worked. Yeah, Dang. I mean, if that's the case, that's even worse. Honestly, dumb if that's like the a case. fox. If, am I if, right? If they uh, they sold out, if they sold out that hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, I'd rather them just be fucking. Well, yeah, I mean, super progressive. There's got to be journalist uh, uh, integrity. <sighs> There is no journalistic integrity, man. That shit is dead, dog. That shit is dead. You look at the fucking news articles that are out now, the fucking, just the headlines. Well, I just told you one of their headlines, one of the most clickbaitiest headlines Mm -hmm. I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. From a from a, 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 a news source that's supposed to be super social, super politically left leaning. Mm -hmm. Journalistic integrity is fucking dead. Fake news. Yeah. And and it's sad that it's come around at this point where all it does is bolster the rights argument that the media is skewed and that it has an agenda. It it makes any progressive look bad by doing that. Yeah. And it just like it it seems like if you're not on this ultra progressive train, you're an enemy. Yeah. You're against it. Yeah. You're a Nazi probably. Yeah. I didn't say that, but you might be Hitler. <laughs> so okay, so let's get back to the, the special for a second. Right, Dave okay. Chappelle, known Nazi, known Nazi. I, I look. I, I am not going to interpret his jokes for him. I do not think that his jokes need to be interpreted. I do mm-hmm. not think that they are so veiled in metaphor right. and similes that you can't understand the point that he's trying to get across Mm. in this special so i would suggest anybody who feels a certain way about it go and watch it yourself and tell me how you feel yeah i mean i it's it's obvious he talks about very controversial topics there's no way that's what he's always done that's why he's always done right so if you know dave Chappelle, you know his type of comedy that's what he does right i understand if somebody has this stance where they're uncomfortable by that because there's uh, again, this 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 movement of binary thought, mm. where either it's acceptable or it's not. Yeah, and that's it. There's no gray area at all. There's no room for nuance. You're either being a hateful bigot or it's acceptable. Right. And I think that, sure. I mean, if you want to simplify your world that way, go for it. You can, but 
if at least for me watching that special, which I thought was hilarious, uh-huh. I enjoyed it a lot. I understand why some people could be uncomfortable by it, yeah. by a lot of the topics, <clears throat> but at the same time, I think it's clear what his intentions were yeah. in it, which was to tell a joke Yeah, for it to be funny. I don't think any of it was told in a hate speech manner. I don't think any of it was told hatefully. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's it's clearly just a guy's perspective, and that's his perspective to tell. Right. You may not like it, but that's his perspective on it, and he's telling you honestly, and that's where the humor is. Right. Well, I mean, it he he takes on cancel culture, PC culture, and us basically mm. in the special, and and its effect on comedy. Yeah, I love I love the joke where he's like. He's like, hey, if you get mad, remember, you clicked on my face. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And but it's a simple line, but that's exactly it, mm-hmm. right? Like you chose to watch this. Like what happened to things just not being your cup of tea? That's and not good enough anymore though. I know, but it's that's not. and it's bullshit. It, it can't exist anymore. Yeah, it has to be done away with. Right. This person's career has to be over with. Right. Because you don't like what they're saying. Or they have to shift to become acceptable, which is bullshit. It's bullshit. And this is coming from two people who are pretty progressive, I'd say. Apparently, we won't be. I don't know. It depends. You know, this is this is what happens. This is what happens on the political left. They eat their own. Right. When they're not as progressive like there's i'm not i'm not saying the entire left obviously i'm saying the ones who are like super far left mm-hmm. if you don't agree with their agenda then obviously oh you're not really progressive mm-hmm. you're not really left you're not real you're a nazi or what have you right so you have to you have to fall in line or like get cut out of line basically yeah or you're one of them and i you know that's that's the shitty part about you know politics uh, period, but mm-hmm. the left mostly, because you don't see that happen on the right. No, you don't. You don't see them fucking. They're one unified thing yeah, for the most and, part, and and obviously we don't agree with any, pretty much anything that they say on the right. Right now, uh, especially, yeah. But I mean, like you said, they're a unified voice right. of like this is how we feel about things. They have for like, the most part, yeah. They have like a unified list of ideals, and I feel like they stick to that pretty pretty stringently yeah well okay let's not get let's not even go down that road okay because it's really really about it's not even about politics Mm -hmm. it's about the fact that what's happening right now in society and in comedy especially is it's okay to say whatever you want as long as it doesn't offend me and that's a fucking problem because I, I think I think it's even uh, sorry to cut you off. I no, think it's I think it's even more severe than that. I think it's not even as long as it doesn't offend me. It's as long as it doesn't interfere with my my uh, uh, perception of what I should be offended at. Oh uh, yeah, being offended yeah. for other people. Right. You know. Right. Like who who could this offend? Right. The the potential that this has to offend people. Because then it lets me get on my white horse and come in and save these people right. who I feel that are being uh, 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 spoken down to. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's really where it comes in is like these people getting offended 
for others who yeah. may not be offended themselves. Well, yeah, and one of the things that I read was like his his condescending tone, and it's like Dave Chappelle's in his fifties. He's talking to he's talking down to people, right? Like it's a joke, right? It's a show. Mm-hmm. Like if you were talking to him face to face, and he was talking down to you, then yeah, fuck him. He's a douchebag. He's mm-hmm. like being condescending and he like talking down to you and not respecting your intelligence in the conversation. Yeah. But at a comedy show. Yeah. He's literally on stage. He's higher than you. Right. He's literally <laughs> talking, talking down, down to, to you. you. And I just, I got, <clears throat> you, you, you'll never be able to convince me that a comedian shouldn't be allowed to say whatever he wants within the confines of a comedy show. Right. If you don't like it, don't pay attention to it. Vote with your wallet. But if, but you can't tell me that I'm not allowed to watch this thing. You can't tell me that I I I need to cancel my Netflix subscription or cancel Dave Chappelle as a person right. because it doesn't align with your politics. Or I should feel bad. Right. Yeah, for exactly. You're not going to guilt me into uh, uh, into not liking this thing. Mm-hmm. Because I do, and now I should feel bad, like I'm not progressive enough, right. or you know, I, I don't believe in LGBT rights and equal mm-hmm. rights for women and gay people and blah blah right. blah. I can't. It's those things aren't mutually exclusive. Like I can do both. Mm-hmm. I can and and you can do both as an audience member. You right. don't. It doesn't reflect your values to laugh at a joke. Right. You know, it just like, like one, I guess one of the things that a lot of people are upset about is he's like, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of just doing some of the jokes. Just watch the fucking special. <laughs> You're but, clearly better at them than he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I um, you know, uh, and one of, well, you know, I'm not going to do the joke, but one of the bits <laughs> is like, um, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I keep writing these trans jokes, but it's a funny predicament to be in, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, be a man in a woman's body. It's just a, it's just a funny predicament. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "What? That's not funny to you? If I was Dave Chappelle, but I was actually like an Asian lady trapped mm-hmm. in this nigga body, like that <laughs> that wouldn't be funny to you." Right. And like, <laughs> how can that be a hateful statement? Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. joke. I yeah. just, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's just we're we're getting to a point where it's like I don't even know how to talk. To people anymore when yeah. it comes to this kind of stuff it's like how can you actually th- think that he's being hateful mm-hmm. well and then you know i i could see pe- when i heard that joke i was like people aren't gonna like this and then also he goes into the asian stereotype voice yeah and i'm like okay he's doubling down on it being shocking and and inappropriate yeah air quotes um but then he goes into Again, it just this just being for laughs because he talks about his Asian wife. Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, I I I don't pull that around my wife because she's Asian." Yeah, unless we're really getting into it. Yeah, and which is like, another good joke, right, and that makes it that that puts the pressure off of it and yeah. allows you, even as a I think as a progressive person, uh, to laugh at it and go, ah, he like he's clearly just he knows this is an inappropriate Asian stereotype. Yeah, he's doing it for that reason. Yeah, this is part of the joke. Let's go along with it, everybody. Yeah, just, just go along with it. See, just let him let him take you where he's going. Right. You know, and I don't know, man. You know, it it just you're not. <clears throat> I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let these mobs 
take comedy away from me okay well, it's the last thing that our, we got there goes our entire show goodbye everybody <laughs> right but i don't care you're not gonna take it from me okay out of my cold dead hands yeah 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 like even even um like nick DePaulo is is a is a super um right-wing yeah comedian yep dennis miller another right-wing comedian i don't watch them right that's it. Yeah. I just don't watch them. They're still allowed to exist. Exactly. And and I prefer that they do exist. Mm-hmm. I want there to be more voices on both sides yeah. so that people can decide who they want to listen to and who they don't want to listen mm-hmm. to. But the last thing that you're going to do is say, this is offensive. No one should watch this. Fuck you. Right. That's not happening. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, hey, that if that, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if what we lose, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna, what are you gonna, if we lose a bunch of list, we're not gonna lose a bunch of listeners. People get it. We've been I doing so. this. I've, right. We've been doing this. Yeah, for long enough that pe- like if you don't they agree, like this is this is where we are. Right. As far as that is concerned, we've talked about comedy mm-hmm. and and its and its need to be left alone mm-hmm. and and it's just it, it's the. <clears throat> It's the hypocrisy of fighting for First Amendment rights while telling people who they can and cannot pay attention to and what people can and cannot say. Right. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. Especially as we are artists. Mm -hmm. We are people who use our words. You use your words literally for a living. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to do. I try. I mean, well, you know, hasn't really been working out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Maybe you might find a new career path. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe we're not that good at it. Maybe we just shouldn't. God spiraling now. Yeah. That's an existential crisis for another episode. We use our words for a living. Right. Right. We are guys who express ourselves publicly. Yeah. The last thing I want or need or care about is someone else telling me what I am allowed to say. Mm. I we decide based on I get, you know, based on a number of factors, the the uh, uh what is socially acceptable, um my own ignorance versus what I've learned, things like that. And mm-hmm. then and then we move forward with things like that to alter our speech and alter our expression. Yeah. But our ideas stay the same, right? Mm-hmm. Not that they don't stay the same. I mean, once you learn, you can evolve that idea. But right. I guess your your beliefs, once you establish those things, it's kind of like, this is who I am. I'm not mm-hmm. going to change who I am because you don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example... Unless, saying, a, unless a change is made within you. Right, exactly. It's not, it's not going to be something... It's not going to be something independent of me. A societal change is not going to change my beliefs unless mm-hmm. that is something that i believe right in your heart right so saying the f word saying faggot mm-hmm. we don't use that word anymore not because we were told not to mm-hmm. but because we believe that it's not worth using anymore that right. it hurts people in a way that is not worth the totally trouble. Like it's just yeah, it's just why use the word. We right. we have gay friends. We know, we have gay coworkers. Yeah, we have people, and just even you don't even have to be gay if you're offended by that word. It's like well, <clears throat> it's not worth the fight mm-hmm. to keep using that no. word. No, stupid. 
Why would you? But do that's that? because we've evolved as people to believe like that is a thing that that can hurt people mm-hmm. for no reason. Right. But in the confines of a comedy show, for instance, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle uses that word, mm-hmm. and the way that he uses it to comedic effect, right? I think is acceptable. Yeah. I don't think it's offensive. I think he's using it for comedic effect. Mm. It's well, it's within the telling of a story. Right. So we've said there are different rules when you're in an arena meant for jokes to be told mm-hmm. in, you know? Yeah, and and it's a different <clears throat> standard. And and being being a being a public figure and, you know, using your voice publicly it's a high wire act of right. balancing society and your own beliefs yeah. and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable it's, it's not to that. say that people can't go too far comedians of course that not that comedians can't go too far they absolutely can for sure but you have to i think that comedians should be given a long rope to discover yeah i think comedians are the last line of artists who are finding out where the line is mm-hmm. and pushing past that to get to a point where we can all comedy is about all of us laughing at a thing it's like a communal thing yeah. we all like <clears throat> look at a thing and go yeah that is kind of funny mm. and it, the it, great ones are able to pick a thing that shouldn't be funny yeah. and go but look look at this aspect of it isn't that funny yeah and we all go yeah you know what i didn't look at it that way but now that you put it like that that is funny. Yeah. There's a, you can get a lot of catharsis through comedy. Right. And if it's not funny to you, that's okay too. Right. Just don't watch it. Yeah. You don't have to call for it to be banned. Yeah. Not everything. Like, the number one thing about comedy, I think, and I've seen a lot of stand up comedians say the same thing it's offensive to everyone. Yeah. A joke is going to. A joke is not going to land 100%. Mm-hmm. Someone, somewhere on this planet will be offended by something. Yeah. Always. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I give an idea <clears throat> or I say something that could be controversial, someone's not going to like it. Mm-hmm. So you can't please everyone. Where, where do we draw the line of what's acceptable? Yeah. Well, my manager draws the line at anything I provide. So. <laughs> His line's very, very short. Yeah. And it, and it starts and stops with whatever Adam sends in. Yeah. So, That's I don't know. Ag- again, watch it for yourself. Yeah. And Form your own opinions. Yeah, feel how you feel about if it. You're, if you're uncomfortable with it, that's fine. That's yeah. understandable. It's not for everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> so, there you go. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, Speaking of comedians, <laughs> uh, Joker trailer? You want you want to jump in the Joker trailer? That was a good segue. Thank you. Yeah. I was thinking about that one. That was good. That was good. Well, <clears throat> we can't talk about any trailers unless we preface it with the fact that it's now time for Trailer trash. Trailer trash. <laughs> oh, that so, one took it out of me. So there was a couple of uh, couple of trailers that came out in the past week. Yeah. The final Joker trailer. Uh, the Mandalorian. Mandal- yep. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. I keep like I keep in my head keep going the Mandolin, <laughs> the Mandalorian, the Mandalini. Uh, and um, 
Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. No, I think that was it, right? The the biggest ones. Yeah, I think so. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I forgot to t- say this about one of the people that I picked up today because you just reminded me of the way <laughs> you said Star Wars. She was from up north. She was from Maine. Oh, and she was like, "I just got, I just got here." Some and lobsters. The more she spoke, mm-hmm. the more the accent started to come out. Yeah, and then she started talking about the accent, and then I started paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this is, it, dude, it was, it was stereotypical yeah. how deep it was. Mm. Like, I am not exaggerating. She sounded like a cast member from Goodwill Hunting. Like it, <laughs> I, I swear to God, it, it, it was, it was like she was pulling a gag and seeing if I was going to mm-hmm. pick up on Maybe it. Maybe she's like a theater student. Maybe. Yeah. And she's just like trying Working out a character. It. It, yeah. She sounded like a character. She even told me she was like, you know, you guys, you guys down here, you don't say wicked pissa. We say wicked pissa up north, <laughs> and and I said that down here, and I got a couple looks, and I was like, this is not real. <laughs> this can't be real. Yeah. You're a caricature. Mm-hmm. But she was, I mean, a unless human. <laughs> unless she was a theater geek yeah. and was like, you'll be on YouTube, um, hidden cam. But anyway, I just I just love that. I just love that she was like, she said that as if like. Like I had never seen movies before. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you've heard of that, right? We, Wicked Pissa. Yeah, we know. We say that. It's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched Ben Affleck movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's get into it. All right. Yep. Final Joker trailer doesn't really, doesn't really reveal too much more. Yeah. Right. We get some scenes. We get that laugh though. Yeah. Lots of laugh. We get that laugh, and we're like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, 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 this guy. This could this be guy? something oh, here. I like what he's doing with this. He's very good. This, I like this. Mm. This, this laugh. I like this laugh. We get more of uh, De Niro. More of De Niro. Yeah. More De Niro. <clears throat> yeah. A bit more setup, I guess. Yeah. Of kind of like the the world that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> it seems also, like there's he... a flash of Mark Maron. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. At the very end. Yeah. Uh, it seems like. The the story might be that he's he's a struggling comedian, mm-hmm. gets caught with a bad act, gets called out on a TV show, yeah, and then gets featured on the TV show somehow, yeah. Or maybe it's reversed. Maybe he's he gets a shot on the TV show and bombs, and they make fun of him later for it. I think that's what happens. Okay. Well, minus the makeup at the end, because he wasn't wearing the makeup in the scene that they where he's bombing. True. Yeah. 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 Because then he goes uh, announce me as the Joker. Yeah. So maybe he comes back, gets invited back. Yeah. I get the feeling he's going to kill Robert De Niro. That's all I'm saying. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's definitely some... Um, Todd Phillips was like, we don't really... It's not really based in like the, Mar- the comic, mm. not Marvel, the DC comics. He says, he says that, mm-hmm. and yet there's a lot of Connective elements tissue. of like um, <clears throat> the killing joke and the dark knight returns mm-hmm. a lot of, a, there's a lot of little things where you're like you know there's definitely i don't care what he says he's definitely pulling from that source material yeah. there's stuff there <clears throat> yeah i mean there there has to be otherwise they wouldn't have used the property you figure you know they you would think yeah could have made a wholly original movie about <clears throat> i mean how does he sell that to warner brothers and dc like hey 
I'm just going to use the, the, the name right. and the character base, but it's going to be literally an independent property. I mean, from everything they've said, uh, this is a wholly new take on the Joker. Yeah. So I, I you got to think that they had a meeting where he's like, listen, uh, we like these elements of the Joker. However, this is the story that I'm going to tell. Well, yeah, and I, and, and that kind of seems like what it what it is, right? But there's definitely there's just, just there's definitely elements from yeah. from those two graphic novels, and probably more that I'm probably not, that I'm not placing yet. Mm-hmm. So, but otherwise, I mean, you know, that was <clears throat> this was a trailer that didn't really need to be made. No, because uh, the movie already looks dope as fuck. I for one am already interested in it. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna go see it. So but it was nice getting getting some more scenes. More. I don't think it revealed too much that you like watch it and go, you know, fuck why you did ruin you ruin the best parts. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're showing very little uh like action wise. Yeah. Very I mean, little I, was, I mean there's a very little revealed as far as the plot. I mean you see mm-hmm. all they're really showing is uh, the couple of things that drove him to where he is but even those things are not like oh yeah i mean he was beat down by society Mm -hmm. he's misunderstood things like that but hopefully it's deeper than that it's not just this is a guy who you know is an outcast and there's there's a whole interesting element that i don't think they've talked about at all which is it it seems almost like a a a mr robot type of f society yeah thing with the masks and like it's movement of people yeah yeah that that yeah. actually yeah <clears throat> that's new for the trailer yeah this so, whole it's like a movement as as opposed to just him it says like we are all clowns or something like that yeah and I, i'm i'm guessing that's like a, a, a anarchistic kind of movement yeah against the poli- the, the politicians or something uh, yeah so I, I don't even know if he starts that maybe he just adopts the clown mask because of that yeah you know well the fact that there's these questions and speculation that's what i like yeah it seems very interesting i mean it could fall flat on its face i don't know apparently it's not though apparently Mm. it's doing really well well it's just now hitting the uh (coughs) the uh circuit yeah so the uh well um, it got a standing ovation at Cannes. so yeah people like it unlike the the film festival circuit like mm. uh like Venice and like the Toronto Film Festival yeah. and all that stuff. It's so. making the rounds now. Yeah. So I didn't know it was in Cannes though. It was. Let's see. Let's see what it's sitting at right now as of this recording. I hadn't seen any reviews yet. As of this recording. The Joker. The Joker. No critical consensus yet. Uh, uh, it just looks like... I, I guess they just put it on here because there's no uh, there's nothing on here yet. Okay. It's coming out October 4th, so we still got a little ways to go. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see how Todd Phillips does this because I, I don't trust him as a director. No? No. I I no, like <coughs> no 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 I think, no I think the one thing that he does is good. I don't like when he tries to like. Obviously, we didn't need a Hangover two and three, but the the first Hangover is a great. great movie. Yeah, the due date pretty good. It was all right. Yeah, it was uh, fine. What else did he do? I don't think anything else good. <clears throat> ah, it couldn't be that bad. <laughs> 
This track record can't be that bad. I think it is. We've been over it. Yeah, we have. Those are the only ones that I remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, from the trailers, it's beautifully shot. looks great. But I just don't trust the consistency. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, that being said, I don't know if any of you guys listening have, have watched the Chernobyl miniseries on HBO. Highly recommended if you haven't. What show? Chernobyl. Oh, the, yeah. That miniseries. Fantastic. Really, like, top of class, awesome miniseries. Um, the creator of that, Craig Mazin, uh, which also he, he had a podcast uh, during the show itself that went along with every episode to talk about behind-the-scenes stuff, which I thought was really cool, too. Uh-huh. Um, he was known for doing a lot of, like, really lowbrow comedies and really, like, kind of shitty stuff. Yeah. No no offense to Craig Mazin. But this was on a... It's a dramatic masterpiece, this thing that he did yeah. about Chernobyl. So brilliant things can come out of people who you may not expect. Yeah. Just like me to my manager. That's right. Yeah. You, you tell him. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. He's mostly done comedies. Mm-hmm. His most serious movie was War Dogs and The Joker coming out. Let's see. Let's look at his filmography. His filmography. Oh, he did Road Trip. I didn't know he directed that. Directed Old School. Yeah, Road Trip. Wow. Yeah. Starsky and Hutch. He was a producer on All the King's Men, School for Scoundrels. He wrote Borat, directed The Hangover, The Due Date, Hangover 3, obviously. He was a producer on The Stars Born. Did he write that? No. Yeah. He got nominated for an Academy Award um, for Borat Mm -hmm. for uh, writing, for uh, adapted screenplay because it was adapted from Ali G. Yeah. So yeah, I mean mostly just uh, mostly just comedies. Yeah. So, but I mean in 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 a um, with respect to what you just said, right? Who you knows? Never know. Who you knows? Know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's that. Um, I'll just say it was a good trailer. It was good. Yeah, I think I, it was good. It was I think good. it was a good trailer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Move on to another superhero. <laughs> the Mandalorian. That's a superhero? He's a superhero. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh well, you know, it 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 it's uh Disney has been revealing a lot of stuff that they're gonna be putting on their streaming service. And a lot of this I mean, they just they own so much property mm-hmm. now that just all of these things that all of these ideas that are coming out, they're just like all this cool shit that you're like, man, I wish they would have done this. Or, or in your head, you're like, I, I wish they would do like a, what if they did like a Boba Fett TV show? Yeah. And then now we're, we have that. Essentially, yeah. Same thing with the uh, the, the Obi-Wan show. We have an yeah. Obi-Wan TV show starring Ewan McGregor. Right. Like, come on, man. That's a fanboy's dream. Yep. Because he has so much life left in that story to tell. Yeah. And he's still young, good looking. Mm-hmm. You can age him. Yeah. You do whatever you want. I mean, it's just the possibilities are endless. But we're not here to talk about Obi-Wan. <laughs> I just love Obi-Wan there's, as a character. There's, there's no trailer for it yet. We can't and talk about it. I love you and McGregor. But Me yeah. <clears throat> Me too. Well, The Mandalorian looks, 
It looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks fucking good. I mean, it 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 uh, helped highlight some of the the cast. Yeah, cast is amazing. Uh-huh. Cast is fantastic. Um, I love the tone that yeah. they're going for, which is a lot more of the scoundrel, dark, uh, sandy, <laughs> most icely cantina kind of look. Right. Which I appreciate about Star Wars. I I like that side of it. I think. I think that's a lot of older fanboys' favorite sort of section of of the Star Wars lore. Yeah, it doesn't get explored enough. No, that that side of like like the dark side, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which I get because uh, um, the entire idea of Star Wars was from the beginning to be kind of kid friendly. Yeah. Uh, so that's why specifically George Lucas, that was his focus, was yeah. make this able to be toys but he didn't balance it right you know no there's just a way that you can balance well and and we've talked about this before going into star wars a a dark hole of star wars um so with 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 george lucas genius he's great invented this entire world that we all enjoy now right yeah however the best Star Wars films are the ones that he wasn't the only one at the reins. Yeah. It's when he's balanced out a little bit that people are there. He has editors. He has people there to check him that it really flourished. Well, the best ones he didn't even write. Right. Exactly. It was just, they, they he gave the general idea for a thing and mm-hmm. other people went, well, let's explore that. Yeah. And figured it out. <clears throat> but I think when he was left to his own devices, yeah, I mean, I think it was too kiddie. I mm-hmm. think it was too focused on lunchboxes and, and action figures. Yeah. But now that we have so many other cooks in the kitchen, in a good way, uh, I, I think we're able to explore some nooks and crannies that may help further uh, uh, <gasps> illustrate this entire universe of possibility. Yeah. Because not everything has to do with the Skywalkers, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like... After this next movie, this next mainline Star Wars movie, we're going to have to expand beyond the Skywalkers because it seems like this is going to be the definitive end of that storyline. It was always meant to be. Right. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens because yeah. money talks. But For sure. At the same time, I'm, I'm just I'm happy that the Mandalorian seems to be kind of pressing in these directions we haven't really seen yeah. uh, in the Star Wars movies in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think. You know, Rogue One was a little had touches of that darkness in it. Well, Rogue but. One, <clears throat> Rogue One was another one that like Rogue One could have been a TV show. You know, yeah, Rogue One could have been. Well, they're bringing back uh, what's his name? I know, and it's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit because spoiler alert for Rogue One. <laughs> we know what happens. Exactly, we know what happens. He fucking dies. Yeah. Okay, so it's just another. It's just another. Uh, 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 another instance where they write themselves into a corner mm-hmm. and then they go, oh, fuck. Right. People like this character. They fast and furious it. <laughs> exactly. And then you retcon it and it's like, you can't just keep going back in time. If you didn't kill him off, we would have so much more to do with him. But, There's so much more going on. But we love Han. Yeah. We love Han. Sorry. It's like, stop. Like, you want to make an artistic statement. All right, then stick with that statement. Leave him dead. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. Because you did this. You wrote us into this. Now now we have to move forward. Mm-hmm. Or well, or maybe have a little bit of foresight to know 
what you have on your hands mm-hmm. and what what could be done with this thing. I think that's the biggest thing is is they have no idea. No, zero they, clue. They roll the dice and they go, let's see, let we'll put this character, this character, and this character in here. See what sticks. Yeah. And then whatever does, they go, okay, well, we can expand this way and this way yeah. with these guys. This guy's dead, so we'll do a prequel. Yeah. And on and Rogue on and one, on. Rogue One especially. Just yeah. such a, a cast of characters that they're like, let's, let's, I mean, for fuck's sake, they put Forrest Whitaker's character into the video game. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, it's, it's interesting with that because that character was also in the animated series before. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a long running character. And I like that they do anchor it in a feature film. But I don't know. It's, it 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 also is strange to also introduce these characters that we do like and are well written and pretty cool. Yeah, and not be able to do much with them right. for a long term thing because obviously this this I, I'm forgetting his name, but <coughs> the main dude in Rogue One, the yeah, the I guy. Know. I don't know his name. I um, forgot his name. Uh, he obviously can't age out of that role because he dies at the end of the movie. Right. So, so he has this, to be a younger guy. They have to do this now. Right. It's going to be a miniseries, I'm sure. Or recast him or something. Which I think is, is is the idea of all of these because they are using like A-list, not A-list, B-list actors and yeah. stuff. Um, except for you, McGregor, A-list. Thank you very much. Right, of course. Um, but I think that's, that's the idea of all these series, though, that they're all going to be like limited run things. Yeah. Even the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Especially the Marvel stuff. Well, uh, speaking of all of the series that they're coming out with, um, we can get back to the Star Wars trailer. I mean, what do we need to really discuss in the Star Wars trailer? I mean, the Ray thing was really cool. Well, let's let's first say if, if the Mandalorian was trash or not. Oh, no trash. It's good. Not it's trash. Good it's good. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited for that. I enjoyed that. And the Star Wars trailer... We just get a little bit more. We don't. Need, we don't get any plot. We just get more flashy scenes and stuff. Yeah. That Ray thing is a huge. That's what everybody's talking right. about. Um, you get a. You get a glimpse of Ray in the dark. On side. the dark side. Right. You know, red lightsaber, mm-hmm. dual, dual saber. Yeah. Yes, and that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, most people are saying it's probably just a force. Force dream. Yeah. So I've heard. I've heard a couple ideas behind this. Did you hear the clone one? I did. I'm not. I, think I was going to bring stupid. that up. I don't like that one. Yeah, because uh, people take a scene from Last Jedi where she has this vision of multiples of her. Yeah. And they're they're kind of taking from that to mean that there are multiple rays. And that's why she doesn't know her origin because she's like. Oh, she's just a clone? Because she's a clone, right? And it's like a Petri dish type of thing. and Huh. That would be fun. And there will be like a dark ray that's influenced by the emperor and the light ray that okay was but yeah just just by... a, a dark ray that we haven't heard of yet <laughs> right i don't know other people are saying she's uh uh she's she's basically like taken by the soul of of the emperor and she becomes the dark and then uh <clears throat> what's his face has to come in and save the day and go to the light huh that would be fun. kylo yeah kylo ren uh yeah, it looks it looks it looks fun. Yeah. I mean it definitely looks better than The Last Jedi. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's amazing what they've done to the Star Wars franchise. Like now we're just kind of like, eh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. We remember to, remember when when the the first new one came the out. Force Awakens the Force and Awakens. was just like 
losing their effing oh minds God. over it. We were just Ugh. drooling, just, oh, my God, look what they're doing. Who's that? What's this? Mm-hmm. I saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it in the big old IMAX theater that mm-hmm. we have in Point Orlando. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's a good trailer. Yeah, it's a good trailer. I, 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 I want them to be careful about showing us more. Yeah. Because I think this was, again, more of a teaser because they don't have a full, like, again, like you were saying, narrative. Yeah. Don't show us too much. We don't need to see too much. But, yeah. I mean, we're, we're on board. Just give us a, give us a brief idea of, of the, uh, the narrative, and we're good. Yeah. So, uh, D, the Disney had their, like, conference. D23. D- D23. Yeah. And they revealed a lot of stuff. We we're not gonna get into all that. No, there's it's just too it's much. So much stuff that too they much. revealed. So many TV shows, movies, events, and things mm-hmm. like that. But the most interesting is, to me anyway, the most interesting thing that got revealed as far as the app is concerned, mm-hmm. or the streaming service itself, Plus. is that they will be releasing their shows on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fan of this show, you will know. That was one of the things that we talked about yeah. as something that may need to happen with streaming services to get people to stay interested in the uh, IP that right. they have on their services. Just to keep them on. Just, yeah, just to keep, like, why, you know, why should I, if, if I can just binge all these things in a month right. and just come up, you know, with a new email address mm-hmm. and just do it every month as things come out. Why should I pay every month for this thing? Right. And Disney said, <laughs> so, uh, "Aha, yeah." Which I think, I mean, Smart. I don't. I mean, we're gonna see because I saw a link for it, and then I looked at the comments, and everyone was like, "I want, I want to be able to binge. Mm-hmm. I want all my shows all at once. This is stupid. This is old school." Blah well, blah well, blah. Well, well, well. You can. You just gotta wait. You can binge at the end of the day if you really want to. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to wait until the end of the show. Right, but you can still binge. Yeah, you just have to wait. Yeah, that's true. Right. Just have patience. Yeah, or just watch it on a weekly basis. Man. It's fine. It's fine. A lot of shows do better that way. We we've discussed this. I just I I think it's really interesting that that um they're gonna do this. This is a this is a big experiment to 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 do. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, if it fails. They can just next season just do just binge them next yeah. season. They can just release them all at once. Yeah. So it's a it's a win win for them. They yeah. don't lose anything. They find out if it works. They got the data to see. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, they just do it like everybody right. else. Doesn't matter. This is what the, I really really think that this is a good idea, and more streaming services should be doing this mm-hmm. just on certain shows. Not everything, obviously yeah. stuff like stranger things and, and, and you know, Ozark and stuff like that. People are already used to being able to binge it, but right. new stuff. I don't know, man. Yeah. Might want to experiment, especially wait to see what happens with Disney and see if it works out. I don't yeah. know. Well, and then to, to bolster that Disney still has a ton of movies that are going to be on there too. Yeah. So. I think, and I think that they know that a lot of the stuff that's going to fill up their, um, service to start with mm-hmm. is just a lot of classic stuff that mm-hmm. we've already seen. There's not going to be a lot of new shit. I'll just watch Goofy Movie over and over, over again. Over and over and over again. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm in for. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yep. <sighs> you okay? Yeah. Just burping a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Session IPA. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what it is. 
I haven't I haven't a lot I haven't had a lot to eat. Mm. So it's mostly just like a sandwich, coffee and that beer. Are yeah. those the notes that you're getting? <laughs> sandwich, <laughs> coffee. Mm. I'm getting getting hints of notes of, of peanut ham butter sandwich. and jelly. <laughs> All right. Yep. Let's let's tell the people how we feel about the brewski. Let's do it. So tonight's brew was from the Ila Morada Brew Beer Company uh, out of Ila, Mor- Ila Morada mm-hmm. in the Keys, in the Florida Keys. Keys. It's the Channel Marker IPA, a session IPA, 5.18%. What'd you think, Obi? Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a little more than I thought I would because I'm not a big fan of session beers. Yeah. Because I feel like, what's the point? Right. However, uh, this had pretty good flavor. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by, uh, it, it's a, not quite as hoppy as I enjoy my IPAs, but I wasn't really expecting much coming from a session. Right. Um, it does have a bit of a, a multi aftertaste, a little bit of a sweetness towards the end, a little sweet kick in the back. Yeah. Um, which I'm not a huge fan of, but that being said for a session, pretty tasty, pretty refreshing, pretty easy to, to pound down. I had two during this entire podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to give it a, uh, 3.5. 3.5. Uh, I'll give it a four because I do like that little sweet kick in, uh, mm. on the back end. Um, and, uh, yeah, Session IPA, easier to drink, easier to pound. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Sessions, they're more flavorful. But as far as, like, their strength and, and their drinkability. More flavorful than what, like a light beer? More, Yeah, yeah, more flavorful. Right. Yeah, in comparison to, you know, something that is on par with the alcohol content mm-hmm. it's more flavorful than that uh, i think the problem always falls down to the price bump yeah for a craft beer yeah mm-hmm. that i just i i'll never be able to get over why you know just because it's a craft beer company they're allowed to charge sometimes double yeah and it's the same alcohol content it's the overhead yeah, small I, and, batches, and I, and I get that. Yeah, definitely, I understand that. And if it's something where it's like a special edition or a session or something mm-hmm. like that, I I get it. I get that. Yeah. But just sometimes the price just seems like it's not worth it, not justified. Yeah, you know, agreed. But this that's not the case with this. Right, right. This is very good, very mm-hmm. very flavorful. Uh, well, not very flavorful, but more flavorful than you would think it was. Right, your average session. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, agreed. Give it a four. Cool. Good? Good. Bueno. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeehaw. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you.